Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. goes up the episode this is like a totally uh different thing i'm gonna do a kardashian corner election edition super tuesday edition uh great friend and listener of the show sierra asked me who i thought kim was gonna be voting for and i thought oh my gosh i'm gonna do my predictions on who i think everybody in the family would have voted for just real quick so kim i think definitely warren and i think that goes for chris as well Kylie, I think, doesn't care. Courtney and Chloe, I think, probably forgot, so maybe they're going to vote at the last minute, but I also see them going for Warren. Kendall, I think, is going to be the outlier as a Bernie bro. I think that might be it, you guys. Rob, oh, do you think Rob is like a Bloomberg fan? Oh, Lord, I think he might be. <laughs> um... And then I feel like I feel like Caitlin would go for like Tulsi Gabbard, you know? Is that it? I don't see Scott voting um Travis if we want to go there. You know what? Let's not go to the uh the uh, significant others cuz that's going to just upset me. Anyway, that's my Kardashian corner super super Tuesday edition. Okay, and now I'm going to talk about 90 Day, 90 Day Fiance. Bye. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Two things before we get started. I recorded an entire episode already recapping Married at First Sight and Life After a Lockup. Uh, and I talked about Teresa Judice, but I decided to scrap it. I just didn't really, I didn't have like 
a good feeling about it. I don't think that it was my best work. Not that any of this is really my best work, and I apologize for that. Maybe that should be number two. But this seemed particularly low, (laughs) even for me. So I scrapped it, and I wanted to recap uh, before the 90 days anyway. So here we are. Um, Number two, I... There's construction going on, and I've done everything possible that I can to soundproof it. Every door is closed, every window is shut. I am as far away from the construction as I could possibly be. Um, so if you can still hear the banging, I'm so sorry. Um, number three. What's number three? I think I said there were only two. But then I thought of a third one, and now I've forgotten that third thing. Don't you love that? <laughs> Number three is wash your hands, bitch. Don't get sick. Um, Anyway, so let's get into 90 Day Fiance. Okay, here's actually what number three was. So I last week I was like really confused because I was like didn't see certain scenes and things like that. So it turns out what happened when I started watching this episode was that I accidentally watched the first half of season one or episode one and then the first half of this current episode, episode two. So... I'm going to have to kind of like backtrack a little bit in order to tell the whole story. So if you guys were like totally confused about what the hell I was talking about last week, that's what happened. Um, apparently all I missed was that Yolanda told her six children that about Williams. Um, they're obviously very skeptical. Um, uh, that Ed had lied about his height and said that he was 5'2 instead of 4'11". Um, and I think those are the only real major things that I missed. Again, um, not going to recap Jeffrey. He looks like a creep. I'm not even watching his scenes, so I don't really know what's happening. I just see like a lot of bug eyes when I, uh, fast forward. It doesn't look, I don't know. I was actually really excited about him because in the previews for the whole season, you have this thing where like he walks out and talks about how he was lied to, but I don't know. I just, I can't do it. And frankly, it saves me a lot of time. (laughs) So shout out to, no, no, not, don't shout out to him. (laughs) Anyway, let's get going. I want to start with Darcy. So like I said last week, she was in New York with Stacy. They, their extensions are whatever the opposite of thriving are. They're like, rat tail realness um they've both got a very high pony and a scrunchie they're both trying on like coordinating wedding dresses for their house of 11 they're like uh darcy is a a mogul a fashion mogul by the way she and stacy own a clothing company called house of 11 so they were looking up um inspirations for possibly doing a bridal line Um, of course, Darcy cannot go a minute without saying like, oh, maybe (laughs) she actually suggested that they should have twin weddings. So Stacey has been engaged to a guy named Florian for a few years, and he is from, I have no idea. One of those countries, Serbia, (laughs) a country that you wouldn't think to go to. Let me look up where they, um, so sorry. Um, so if you can imagine how bad this is now, think about how bad that other episode that I scrapped was. (laughs) Um, Florian is from Albania. Um, so, oh my God, he cheated on her. Hold on. 
Apparently there's a story from November that apparently Florian cheated. Florian hinted that Stacy's pregnant with his baby, but Florian's other woman confirmed their relationship and even congratulated Stacy on the pregnancy. God help us. Fans saw photos of Florian getting cozy with a woman named Shanti Zora. By the looks of it, the pictures were taken recently. Florian says he's back with and in love with Stacy. Oh, maybe I guess they broke up. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, at this point, Stacy's still engaged to Florian, and Darcy say, "Yeah, maybe we could have a two and wedding." Darcy's so unwell, and that's why she's an icon and one of my favorite people on the planet. And by the way, I commented on one of her Instagram posts about how she's an inspiration, which, you know, like, is that true in, like, the literal sense? No, but I was just, you know, I like to hype Darcy up whenever I can. The girl can use all the confidence that she I mean, all the confidence in the world that lady needs. So somebody commented like, uh, how are you supporting this woman? And I just want to be like, did you honestly waste your time to go to somebody's Instagram that you didn't like to find my comment being nice to her and then question why I'm being nice to her? Like, isn't that so weird, you guys? <laughs> Am I like crazy? That That's so like psychotic. Anyway. Uh, okay, so Darcy is on and off with Tom, English Tom, um, depending on when they're filming, it seems. So naturally, even though Darcy at this point of filming, she tells us that she, her, she and her, uh, she and Stacey's birthdays were last week and that he didn't do anything but text her. So he couldn't even be bothered to do anything but text her last week on her birthday. Suddenly cameras are up a few days later and he you know, wants to talk. He wants to have a, a FaceTime talk. Like you need to have a face, like you have to schedule a FaceTime to have this conversation. It's so stupid. Um, Darcy and Stacy are now out of the wedding dresses and into the streets of, I'm assuming like 33rd street or something. Um, they're wearing these like matching creepo sunglasses. And again, the high ratty ponytails with the black scrunchies. These women are, in their 40s. Anyway, um, they also have, like, it seems like Darcy's got a wider jaw this year. Like, is, I don't know if that's, like, a new thing. I don't keep up. I don't watch. I don't read Goop. I don't know. Anyway, Darcy's preparing to FaceTime Tom. She's doing her hourly makeup routine to perfect that, you know, the natural glow that she's got going on. We see Tom on FaceTime, and he has lost a considerable amount of weight. Um, he says that he's really busy with work, but he's coming to New York to meet up with a wine distributor in New Jersey, but he's going to be spending a couple days in New York. Now, we were introduced to Tom as he was some, in, like, the fashion industry. Like, he worked in men's fashion. So why he's meeting some guy in New Jersey to talk about wine is beyond me. Um, she... He So he wants to meet her in New York. This obviously triggers the hell out of Darcy because the last time a guy asked her to go to New York, it was Jesse, the first boyfriend that we saw her with. And <laughs> poor thing. So Darcy lives in Connecticut. 
she takes Jesse lives in Amsterdam and he's coming to New York and wants to meet her in New York. So at that point, like things were really rocky between them. Um, but for some reason in Darcy's deluded mind, she thinks that there's a possibility that Jesse is going to propose to her. He, <laughs> so she gets on the train with, she's literally going to be there for one or maybe like, I think he says, like, oh, you can just come over for one night. But I think she's thinking, like, oh, things are going to turn around. He's going to propose and I'm going to be there for longer. So she brings the largest suitcase that you wouldn't even bring on an international flight that you were going to be gone for a week for. And she's going from Connecticut to New York for one night. She is dressed in head-to-toe winter white because she, again, thinks she's going to be getting engaged. And (laughs) poor thing. Chugging, lugging that luggage around Grand Central, not Grand Central, Penn Station is like so depressing. Anyway, so she ends up meeting him. He like won't even, Jesse won't even meet her in the hotel. He like wants to meet her at some park. So she has to take all her luggage to the park and then he ends up breaking up with her and she flips her shit. It's like, screeching at him like how can you do this to me blah 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 it is iconic if you haven't watched that season of Darcy and Jesse well you have to watch the whole love story between them but I think that's season two of them but it's an iconic storyline if you haven't watched it I highly suggest you do so anyway obviously because of this thing happening a few years ago Darcy's very triggered and is like feeling very trapped and is like are you gonna play me like why are you what are your intentions for when we meet up so then tom she's like you have to promise not to throw me under the bus which tom promises not to and that he says that he wants to spend some spend time with somebody he spent a quote-unquote romantic notion with now fuck me up but like I'm under the, yeah, impression that a, I'm looking this up on dictionary, that a notion is a conception or a belief about something. Um, so <laughs> to say, to call whatever you were doing with R- Darcy a romantic notion is so fucked up. And Darcy even picks up on, it's like, notion. Okay, like, I don't know if Darcy fully knows what notion means, but... I know she knows that it's not a good word. (laughs) Um, So it's really sad. She's like confused and she gets really tense and she's like, this doesn't feel right. I don't feel good about this. And he's like talking and she hangs up on him on the FaceTime, basically kind of throws the phone and is like, you know, I'm not going to be a pawn. So what I'm guessing she's trying to say is like, I'm picking him up on the fact that like he's, he knows that I'm filming and only is trying to make time for me now, or at least I hope that's what she's picking up on. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Obviously she can't say, talk about production on the show. So they kind of have to make it like a spooky unspoken thing. But, um, I, I have to assume that that's what she's referring to. Anyway, let's get back to Lisa from York, Pennsylvania. Um, the new Michael and Angela are having a FaceTime. She's dating this guy named Uzman. He's from Nigeria. He's also known as Soja Boy in his native country. To how many people? 
hard to say, but he claims to be a celebrity slash musician. Um, they're talking about how excited, well, Lisa's trying to talk about how excited she is to meet him. And like I told you guys yesterday, he said, I'm going to give you a kiss. I can't wait to give you a kiss and a slap. A kiss is for the love and a slap is for all the drama that you've put me through. Why would you even joke about domestic violence? Like even I understand that like he's from a different side of the country a little bit like you would have to think like an American woman, particularly a white American woman, is not going to want to hear you talking about slapping her in the face, even joking. Um, it's this whole relationship is a complete. It's I don't even know if I enjoy watching them because it's so toxic in a way that's like not enjoyable to me. But like, it's interesting I just don't know if I like it. And I can take like a lot of things that are like totally depraved and disgusting and be like, hell yeah, I love this. I'm number one. Like I just told you, I uh, commented on Darcy Silva's Instagram that I think she's an inspiration. So I can take a lock, but this, this relationship is really turning me off. So Uzman thinks that Lisa's too overbearing, which is absolutely correct. Um, Lisa's excuse is that she was cheated on in her previous marriage. So, like, I think she feels like she has the right to treat Uzman like he is her property, um, which kind of comes up later. Um, she basically is of the mindset that any woman that Uzman is around is a threat to her. So she wants to go to the studio because she heard that women have been in the studio. <laughs> yeah, of course there have been women in the studio because there are women everywhere. Like, what are you talking about? Like, every woman is threat level midnight. <laughs> Shout out to the office, to Lisa. And it's just very weird. Like, you would think at her big age and from all that she should have learned from her past relationship that, like, you being overbearing is not going to be the antidote to somebody not cheating on you. Like it's, it's especially a younger guy, you know, who can easily do it because he doesn't even live in the same time zone as you anyway. Like he can literally just hang up the phone and block you. Like you realize that, right? Like there would be nothing that you could do about it. It's just so weird. Um, anyway, Usman is Muslim, so that presents another set of challenges because his mother would prefer that he marry a Nigerian Muslim woman. Um, but he, Usman, assures Lisa that things will probably be okay as long as Lisa promises to buy his mother a goat. He said it'll be like our little tactic. So he's not even making any sort of promises that his mom might like her after that, but he's saying it's a good a good start. <laughs> And I love that. Love that for Usman's mom already. Um, then he also mentions um, the fact that his mom thinks that he might be sold into slavery. <laughs> so this is a very healthy relationship. Next, we see Lisa having uh, lunch She's about to fly to Nigeria the following day, but before that, she meets up with her friends Rocky and Kathy. It's worth mentioning that Kathy is wearing red, like, 
you know, kind of like bigger cat eye shaped glasses and a red shirt, very much like Linda Belcher. And that Rocky is also pretty reminiscent of um, Hank Hill's dad from King of the Hill, the one who got his legs cut off at the knee and just puts the knees in the shoes and is like, <laughs> and is like really angry and like just, he's got that short hair and they genuinely look like cartoon characters. It was I'm going to put up the picture. If you guys don't follow me on everyone's business but mine on Instagram, definitely check it out. I'll I'll post it. Um, anyway, Lisa tells them that Usman is a celebrity. They both laugh and they're like, well, what's his name? She calls him Soldier Boy, even though it's spelled S-O-J-A, which you would think would be Soja Boy. She says soldier boy and Kathy's like, isn't there already a soldier boy over here? And she's like, yes, I understand. But so Usman wants to move to America after they get married. Um, so Lisa tells them all about the drama, if you want to call it that, even though all of the shit is of her own making and her own delusions. And she was pissed about Usman using a woman. So he wrote a song called I Love You. And he did a music video for the song. And in it, there was a Muslim Nigerian woman who was dressed very conservatively. And they barely make physical contact with each other um, in the video. It's all very Hallmark Channel, very, like, innocent. Um. Lisa flips her shit and tells him that if he doesn't take that woman out, no, <laughs> first, first she says, and she says this with a completely straight face, like she's some sort of like, she's fucking Benny Boom or like David LaChapelle, like music director or something, um, that instead of having an actual woman, another woman there, but because Lisa couldn't be there during the filming of the video that he should have thought to have like a vision of her in the video appearing as a spirit or a ghost. She says this like, it is a completely normal and rational thing to say. Like <laughs> she's so unwell. She's so unwell. And like, they're not even picking up because they're totally, you can tell that they're problematic. They have their own views about Nigerians and, and Africans and, you know, people, immigrants in general, taking advantage of her sweet American frosted lip Lisa. But so they're not even taking in the fact or like calling her out at all for like being completely abusive and like <laughs> destruct having a completely dysfunctional relationship so then he basically what happened is that like she forced him into him telling the director to take out all the scenes with the woman in it <laughs> totally i mean this is a bad song to begin with like don't make him spend extra money on more editing girl Ugh. anyway she also says that she wants to have more say in his career. Like, what do you do for a living, lady? Except walk around in a too short satin nightgown with your legs out. Like, what are you talking about? <sighs> um, also, like, we all know that Usman doesn't have a career to be controlling, right? Like, what is... 
You know what I mean? Like, what are, what are we dealing with here? <laughs> We're not dealing with anything. Anybody can put up a video on on Twitter or on uh, YouTube and call themselves a musician, you know? You know? Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <sighs> this couple stresses me out. Anyway, her friends are concerned because she's going somewhere that to them is very unsafe. And, you know, her poor, delicate white skin might be just taken straight off of her body. You know, like that might be partially true, but like, it's also like we have to like take things into consideration sometimes. And like, no shade, but, like, I saw how thick Lisa's neck was, so, like, I don't think anybody would invest the time in trying to behead her. Like, sometimes our downfalls are our blessings, and we need to, you know, all be grateful for the things that we might not be proud of, you know? Like, I'm a perfect angel, so I can't relate, but, like, I can understand how you have to make lemons out of lemonade, or lemonade out of lemons, you know? Um, anyway, Lisa's now packing up to go to Nigeria and her friend Nikki comes to uh, take her to the airport. Nikki is white. She has a daughter. I believe the daughter's name is, uh, no, I cannot remember what the daughter's name was. The daughter is clearly an African, African American. Like she's not any sort of biracial or anything like that. So immediately I'm getting very nervous because I'm thinking they're going to be, and they do have these like pretty uncomfortable conversations about Africa and like, I'm African American, I'm American, but like, I don't want to hear you talk about really any immigrants and in this way of like, Oh, I'm so scared. Like, like if you're so scared, just stay in York, Pennsylvania, you know, like you can find Nigerian dick in America. They're already here. They're already here. Just go to Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they're like talking about, you know, a very ugly American about how they're, uh, you know, she has like these, um, you know, like very like Paul and Carini. And she's got these like mosquito nests for nests for her head and stuff. Um, then we meet Nikki's mother, Trinda. T-R-I-N-D-A. What a dream. She saunters in with a t-shirt that's like red, white, and blue, like a bomb pop. And she's wearing 
black capris. So I'm like bracing myself. It appears that Trenda. Okay. Trenda. Trenda's there because her father actually had like a mission and I think maybe still does have a mission in Africa. So Trenda has been to Africa several times. So that makes me kind of like, okay, I mean, we know how white people can be in Africa. Sometimes they get very excited to take pictures of little black children and all of that. However, I'm like, okay, well, Trenda's got a black granddaughter and she's been to Africa a lot. So maybe she won't be so ignorant. Fortunately, she wasn't. I feel like we missed a lot out of Trenda. I would like to see more. I would maybe hope for a Trenda cameo when she goes to Nigeria. But Trenda seems to, um, she seems ready for the spotlight. She seems like maybe in a past life, she had a, a, a very intimate relationship with pills. And um, I believe Liz Bentley used the term shot out. Like the the effects are still there. Like, there's some lingering things going on there. She's got a, there's a lot of twitching happening. Um, but she seems to be the potential new light of my life. But unfortunately, we didn't get much of her, except for she asks if Usman is a, quote, Yahoo boy, which is a Nigerian for a scammer, because we find out that Usman, despite being this alleged celebrity in Nigeria has like a bunch of different male roommates. And apparently it's kind of common for these Yahoo boys to, you know, scam women, American women, um, like try to start these romantic relationships weeks into the situation, ask for money. We never, um, we don't know at this point I'm, or maybe I missed something. If, um, Linda is actually giving Usman money or if she's financially helping him at all. I don't know. But Usman has a bunch of roommates and that's very typical of other Yahoo boys. Like a lot of them tend to live in group homes or whatever. Um, so Lisa's is sure that he is not a Yahoo boy. We'll see. Only time will tell. He doesn't seem like a scammer. He actually kind of seems into her, but like young and like kind of immature I don't know. We'll see. Like he, I don't know. We'll see. So now we're back to big Ed. Ed is pounding the pavement. He's looking like Elle Woods on his way, on our way to Harvard. Like he's got a coffee in one hand. He's got a pen in his mouth, a notebook in the other hand. He's like ready to go. He works as an interior designer on the side. He's also a photographer and he meets up with his coworker, Kara, who happens to be half Filipino, the same nationality as his, hopeful potential fiance rosemary um so she is also like very uh reasonable you know like is gonna tell it to him straight and like really give him the reality check that he needs to have so she tells him like you need to be up on your shots you need to be aware that you're going to a very small village um, and that the plumbing might not be there. Like a lot of people just take showers out of buckets. Um, you need to be aware that there are mosquitoes, that there is, um, flying roaches, that like any sort of creature comfort that you're used to, especially you, Ed, who has highly sensitive skin and apparently food allergies as well. Like you need to be aware of the fact that you're not going to just be able to like you know, pop in and get a salad at the Pret-a-Manger. Um, so 
she also is like horrified, like we all are, that he has spent over $5,000 in gifts, um, that he claims that most of that money has actually gone towards shipping. Um, yeah, she's, she's just like totally not into this whole situation. Um, she says that Ed is too much of an optimist and Ed says that Rosemary has never asked him for money, but like the other day, his sister, her sister, Maria, um, asked for money, like was saying it was super urgent and that she didn't want to talk to Rosemary about it. Like, don't tell her, but like, we really need the money and I need it now. He kind of shut her down and said like, I'll just talk to you when we get to, when I get to the Philippines. And he's concerned that Rosemary might have something to do with it. Might be like behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings. Um, okay. So then we get to, um, Ed's house. He's walking into the house with a few small bags of Victoria's secret because despite however financially, um, dire the straits might be with these men, they always seem to have the time and the money to go get lingerie for their beloved. Um, so he's like putting all this loot, all this bounty that he's going to be packing for the Philippines and for Rosemary, all her gifts he bought her. So that included even more Victoria's Secret bags, a big bag of like doctor's office grade uh, lollipops. There was a SpongeBob doll that didn't even look, it looked like a, like it was like, like, you know, those SpongeBob's that are in Times Square, they're like not the real ones and they're probably smoking and you see them changing in the subway before they go. <laughs> like, it didn't look like a licensed SpongeBob. It, the yellow was off. That's all I'm going to say. Um, then what else did he have? Toothpaste, a white baseball hat wrapped in plastic for some reason, microwave popcorn, despite the fact that he doesn't even know if they have a microwave, um, you know that game with, like, the Velcro mitts and the little tennis ball? So you throw the tennis ball and you, like, try to catch it with the mitt. He brought that. And here's another thing. is like, these men, I don't know if these, like, women are genuinely, genuinely interested. Like, remember Paul would always bring Karini, like, a bunch of stuffed animals. And I just wonder, like, why these guys think that women like stuffed animals so much. Like, I don't think that's an... Like, I don't think they would do that to American women, but it's something about foreign women that's, like, kind of infantilizing. You know what I mean? Um, Like, bringing these games, like, she's 23. <laughs> I don't know. It seems very weird. Like, I get she's probably never seen it, but it's also, I don't know. It just seems very strange to me. Um, So what else was there? Um, He brought Trojans and um, that vaginal VCF, vaginal conscious contraceptive film um because he said um don't be a full rapper tool um and loofah so great um his friend rich comes over with some wine because um he also wanted to bring wine over to the philippines with him and rich tells us that in the 14 years that they've been friends he's never seen ed with a woman um and he like you know, wants him to have somebody in his life, but not like this. Um, then Ed pulls out an even bigger bag. Like, you know, the kind of tote bags that you get for spending like, you know, th um, the Victoria's Secret semi-annual sale, they get you like the free duffel bags. So he pulls out an even bigger bag of Victoria's Secret stuff. 
and he's like pulling out lingerie to show Rich. And then I realized I actually was like taking in his room. So Ed is a photographer, the professional photographer. It seems like he works mostly in fashion. Uh, But so he like works. It's like a live workspace. So he has like a bedroom behind the studio. Uh, and then I noticed, like, on the walls, it's, like, plastered pictures of women. So, like, in the initial, like, intro to Ed, we saw him taking a picture of a woman, but it was very much like a fashion-y, like, she was fully clothed. Um, but all of these pictures are of women in various states of undress, all clearly women that he took pictures of, because they're all, like, professional model pictures. But, like, it's creepy, right? Like, if I saw that my voice is going out. (laughs) If I saw that and I was one of his potential models, like, wouldn't you get like a very after school special vibe about like seeing all these like women in various states of undress? There was one picture that was just like of a woman's like, just like a close up shot of a woman's like crotch, basically. Like all you could see was that she was wearing boy shorts. I thought it was very strange. I think that's a really creepy weird thing to do like all of them all I mean it was like literally like ceiling to like where it hit the desk were just pictures of women like a whole wall of it it was very creepy to me Ed then pulls out a ring to show Rich and Rich is like (laughs) the initial reaction jumped out and he was like this is stupid and and it's like, well, I just have to ride the wave. And Rich is like, oh, my God. Like, I can't even believe he would say something like that. Um, then he says that Rosemary, I guess this is their big situation on top of the fact that he doesn't trust her and also that she isn't in love with him, um, that Rosemary wants to have more kids. She's got a four-year-old son named Prince, but wants to have kids, like, pretty quickly. But Ed is has a 29-year-old, he's 54, and is not trying to have kids to the point where he really wants to have a vasectomy, but he feels guilty because he hasn't expressed that to Rosemary, and even though he's set up two appointments to get it done, he's canceled both of them. Um, so, yikes. Uh, Ed then is on his way to the Philippines. He hops in a little blue Toyota, and... And he says that this is his one and only chance at love. And that because of that, he has to go through with this. And that is so sad. Like, I feel like Ed keeps telling on himself. Like, he has to hear what he's saying, right? Like, he knows that that's a sad thing to say. Right? Oh, it makes me bummed out for him. Um, Then he gets to the airport. And like I said last week... He and his daughter, Tiffany, even though they were very close and it seems like he kind of raised her and dedicated his life to raising her rather than pursuing romantic relationships, um, that once she found out about Rosemary and the fact that Rosemary is significantly, I think, six years younger than her, that they have not spoken in a month. So he's at the airport and he kind of like just pulls a Hail Mary, tries to call her. Uh, and she doesn't answer. Then he records this like video for her talking about like how much he loves her and how he's leaving. And he tells us that like anytime that they've ever traveled, they've always, you know, 
spoken on the phone before, so he's, like, feeling really bad. And I can tell he feels, like, genuinely, like, we've seen cases like David of David and Annie where, like, the, you know, there are older children involved and they feel clearly very abandoned by their usually father. But, and then the father is, like, they're trying to pretend like they're doting dads and that they've always been there and that they genuinely care. But really they want to be in their romantic relationships and they want to get married. You know, he genuinely like he wants this relationship, but he also like, it seems clear that they are actually very close and that this is really actually affecting him. Uh, so that feels sad, but fortunately she, uh, calls back and what's her name? Tiffany. Yeah. So Tiffany calls back, but she's like really short with him. She's just like, so you're leaving? Yeah, have a good time, blah, blah, blah. Like, very, very short with him. But she does say that she loves him, and she does say that she will um, meet up with him and talk when he gets back from the Philippines, and he's, like, so relieved. Um, so that was a nice moment. He gets really excited. Um, okay, so now we're getting to Avery. There really wasn't much of Avery that was interesting. Um is really basically just what I talked about last week. She is FaceTiming with Ash um, as she's about to go into hot yoga. We see that he has a 10-year-old son named Taj who um, obviously has a mother, but they're thinking that, like, Ash is going to be moving to America and it's very likely that Taj will also be moving. Um, Naturally, Avery, as a mother of two, is concerned that... Um, I believe her name is Sion, uh, Taj's mother, that Sion is going to have a difficult time with having her child move from Australia all the way to America. And he was like, Ash was like kind of dismissive. I mean, I guess I don't know her story, but he's like, you know, I think it will be difficult for her, but you know, if it's for the greater good, it'll be fine. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of dismissive, but honestly, maybe she's not that great of a mom. Who knows? I mean, and not that you have to be, I mean, kids move and you just have to deal with it sometimes. I don't know. But, uh, so Avery again is like, they've broken, they've been together nine months. They've broken up. She has broken up with him three times in the nine months. The crux of their, uh, issue seems to be that he's a relationship coach. He's exposed to a lot of women and she does not always feel, well, ever really feel secure in that. And she cites a time that like some woman said something along the lines of like, oh, like hinted at the fact that like he should have a girlfriend or I'm surprised you don't have a girlfriend. He did not take that opportunity to say that he actually did. So she got upset with him for that. And he seems to think that like everything's going to be fine with him. He's coming off as very like Zen and talking about like, Avery asked, like, oh, you know, do you get nervous about us actually being face-to-face? And he was like, oh, darling, when the hearts, uh, when the spirits are so entwined like ours are, like, you know, then I don't worry about the rest of that. Like, okay, dude. What? A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Never. Um, yeah, so then she goes to meet her uh, parents, and her parents know nothing about Ash whatsoever. So it's a week before she moves or she's going to fly out there. So she has to tell them like, oh, I have a boyfriend and it's very serious. We're basically engaged and he lives in Australia and I'm going to be there for two and a half weeks. Um, her parents are not feeling at all. Her mom is making frowny faces that the Beverly Hills housewives could even dream to make these days. I mean, it would never happen. Um, Avery thinks Ash is perfect. The guy that she's dumped three times in nine months is the perfect man for her. Okay. Have fun with that, sweetie. Um, Let's end it on my precious love of my life, Yolanda, the sweet summer child. (sighs) She's looking up tickets to um, Manchester to meet her boyfriend, Williams, who she's been talking to for seven months now. She thinks Williams has a great English accent. Williams does not have anything resembling an English accent. In fact, he barely speaks and he barely sounds conscious when he does speak. What is be he's clearly like he's clearly Middle Eastern and like the pictures that he's whoever's pictures that he's sending him are of a guy who looks like he's of Middle Eastern descent. But he's this guy there are plenty of people in, of Middle Eastern descent that are like truly English, and this guy is not one of them. So I don't know why she thinks he has a British accent. Um, she has a daughter named Kara. Thank God, who's like the voice of reason. She's coming to Manchester to stay with her mom and make sure everything's on the up and up because she and we and everybody on this planet, except for poor Yolanda, knows that Williams is not a real person. Not the person that he's presenting himself to be for sure. Um, so we find out that Williams actually wanted to come to America, uh, but he claimed to be a couple hundred dollars short to be able to make the trip. And fortunately, Yolanda's better sense picked, kicked in and said, I just didn't feel comfortable giving him the money. So I said, I'll just come to Manchester since I can afford to do so. Um, so, Kara tells, they're sitting down to, like, figure out the flight plans and the airplane, hotel, all of that. Um, so, Kara tells her mom, to, Yolanda, to call Williams to figure out which airport to land at because we find out that even though Williams lives in Manchester, he told her to land in London, which Kara finds very confusing, as we all do, because Manchester is a good few hours away from London and they have their own international airport. So she calls him and he, again, sounds like he's very sleepy and there's also a lot of, like, uh, noise happening in the background. Uh, And he says to fly into London and she's like, okay, well, which, what's the name of the airport? And he was like, oh, I'll text you and let you know. Like, there are two airports, just pick one. I mean, like, (laughs) 
this is why you can tell he's so fake. It's like you can't even come up with the fly on the fly to like, oh, um, what's the name of the London airport? Like maybe I should have thought about that <laughs> before telling somebody to fly over there, dummy. Um, so he's like, oh, uh, I'll text you the name. She's like, okay, well, don't forget to text me. He's like, I want to love you. Bye-bye. So, so Kara's like so sick of this already. She's making faces, side-eyeing, not into it at all. Um, so then he texts, she's like, why does he also get on the phone? So off the phone so quickly, like, does he always do that with you? Fortunately, Yolanda's saved by the bell because Williams actually does text right then and there. And he says um, that he will pick her up in London. Again, he's not mentioning which airport that she needs to go to, which is what she specifically asked him to tell her. Um, That he will pick her up in London and that they'll take the train to Manchester, which is a couple hours by train. Um, So Yolanda asks, like, why would they do that? why, you know, like, why would I land in London just to go to Manchester? And he was like, okay, you know what? Just fly into Manchester then. So then she asked what the name of the, the airport is. And he writes back ASB Manchester LTD. So you remember last week I Googled, um, that, and it looks like a cul-de-sac with like two apartment buildings and a car in front of it. And that is actually 10 minutes from the actual Manchester international airport. So again, this dude is not getting it together, not doing his research whatsoever. Um, Obviously, they can't find the airport code on any website that they're looking at. um, And he is now, Williams is now not answering the phone. Uh, Yolanda's embarrassed because all of this happened in front of Kara and she like, you know, is already very suspicious of the whole situation. Um, She says like, well, I'll just call him tomorrow and figure out like which airport to go to. So that is our cliffhanger for Yolanda. I already feel so sad for this woman. Um, and that's the end of the episode, you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you guys so much for listening to my Love is Blind recap that I did with Liz Bentley. Um, I will definitely be recapping the reunion uh, next episode, next Monday. Not sure if I'm going to have a guest or not, but I'll definitely be talking about it. So yeah, you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you guys. <laughs>